This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Today's episode is our last episode before I go on maternity leave. Yes, that's right. I'm having a baby really soon and I am actually taking off until the end of May. Now, we are planning to do one episode on the birth story because that's something that you all have asked for, but I just don't know when it's going to happen because I don't know when the birth is going to happen and I don't know when I will feel well enough and energetic enough to do a podcast on the birth story, but that is our plan. So that's coming sometime in May, but we just wanted to let you know right up front that for the next few weeks, there aren't going to be any episodes. Today's episode is going to be on the topic of parenting in the middle of a pandemic. And I know that last week I said 97% of the people who took my unofficial Instagram poll said they didn't want us to talk about coronavirus or COVID-19. Well, so we kind of technically are talking about it, but not really because the principles and things we're going to be sharing of what we're learning as we're walking through this with our kids could really be applied across the board in a lot of different situations. I mean, when would you have ever thought you were going to say those words, parenting during a pandemic? Yes. I mean, you know, like you said, the, what we're going to be talking about is going to be very broad-based and it can be applied in any kind of situation where your way of life is disrupted. That's really what this is, is it's a big disruption. So yeah, what any, do we do? Anytime when there's upheaval or just a difficult season, or you know, I was thinking of moving or having a new baby or starting a new business or, you know, there's lots of different seasons where 
there's going to be upheaval and disruption. And so these principles could be applied to that. And speaking of having a new baby, we have our sweet little newborn that we are fostering with us in the room. Jesse's holding him. And so if you hear little baby noises, he likes to make little snorty noises and little squeaky noises. He is just with us today. And you know, I'm thinking probably the fact that we're going to have two newborns is <laughs> there's a good chance that coming up on the podcast, you're going to hear lots of baby noises mm-hmm. because that is just our life is diapers and bottles and binkies and blankets and baby noises. And that's just where we're at right now. And it's a beautiful season. Let's talk about what we're reading right now, Jesse, because both of us actually have started a fiction book recently. Oh, you did? I am reading a fiction book. Yes. I started The Librarian of Auschwitz and I'm not fully through it, but it came highly recommended to me. And so far I'm really enjoying it. And it is a true story of a young girl who was in charge of the books at the Auschwitz concentration camp. And books were totally contraband sort of material. And they had six books that they had gotten from different places. And so she had to hide them and keep track of them and make sure that no one found that they existed. And so it's the true story of that. And so far it is fascinating. And, you know, I think especially with where we're at right now with so much upheaval and unknowns and changes and things that are just hard for people, I was thinking how it's good to read things of people who are going through what it's like to live in a concentration camp, because what we're going through is Mm -hmm. nothing in comparison to what was stripped away from them and what they were walking through. And the fact that like for thousands and thousands of people, they had six books and they had to keep them very hidden. So it's just, it's helpful to think about that. I was just reading where, you know, her being, they had to move and then they had to move again and then they had to move again. And then they ended up having to go to the concentration camp because they were Jews. And it's just a good reminder, I think, to read these types of books that are true stories in this time period. I think of books that we've read of Jews that were hidden away for two years Mm -hmm. up in someone's attic or something. And just, it gives you fresh perspective and gratitude for all the blessings that we do have, even though a lot has been taken away right now. For instance, Tennessee just said that schools were going to be closed for the rest of the year. And, and, and by the rest of the year, I should clarify the The rest rest of the school year. year. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that was really hard for one of our kids who is very social and is really missing getting to interact with their friends. And so it's good to have some perspective on what we do have and the blessings that we do have. So that was the librarian of Auschwitz and I'm still reading it. So I will have to bring a report when I finish it, but I wanted to talk about it because I'm really enjoying it. And I just started a new book that was released. It's the third book in the James Reese series from Jack Carr called Savage Son. So I'm about halfway through that book. And he just started it and he's halfway through. Whereas I think I started The Librarian of Auschwitz maybe two days before you and I am not halfway through. And I think the books are probably about the same size. They're both really thick books. Mm -hmm. So that's impressive. It's a page turner. And I'm assuming you're really enjoying it. Yeah, so far. I'll wait to give a synopsis of the book when it's done. Okay, but you would recommend it? Yeah, so far. If anybody has read the other Jack Carr books, it's kind of par for the course. So you want to tread tread lightly. 
Lots of violence. Yeah, lots of violence and, and shooting and hunting and yeah. Doesn't that get a little old after a mm-hmm. while? It's just the same plot line. No, because it's not the same plot line. But basically, it's the same outcome. I don't know if it's the same outcome. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying that book. What's saving my life this week is L'Oreal Magic Root Cover-Up. And this is something that I have used for a long time, probably a few years, but it's become very, very useful in this last week as my hair salon is closed because of the Safer at Home proclamation or whatever it's called. And so my roots are growing out and I love the L'Oreal Magic Root Cover-Up because you just spray it on and it, you know, it's not a perfect job, but it's, it gets you by and it looks pretty good and so easy to apply. And it's very inexpensive. You can get a can for seven or eight or $9 off of Amazon or probably at Target or Walmart. And it lasts for quite a long while. Jesse, what's saving your life? Well, I just started a couch to 5k program at the behest of my wife. Oh, really? <laughs> maybe behest is, is too strong is... of a word. Encouragement, maybe? Yeah. Just, just no, a he, little motivational he, challenge. You just you gave me the idea. So here, um, I'm taking advantage of the quarantine, wanting to make myself better in certain areas. And uh, last month, I did kind of a sit-up challenge for myself in addition to the workouts that I usually usually do. So this month I picked to do a rowing challenge with my uh, rowing machine as well as a running challenge because I don't like to run. I don't like to run. Do you like all. to row? I like to row. I do not like I don't, to row. I don't like to run. No. Usually if I'm running, somebody's chasing me. But anywho, I did a little running workout in the daily workouts that I have and it ate me up. So I came home and was complaining about it and you encouraged me to do the Couch 5K. So I downloaded it on my phone and started it yesterday. And I think I'm going to enjoy it when it's over. (laughs) Is the first day, do you do any running on the first day? Yeah. Uh, Yes, a little bit. (laughs) I was going to say, it's day one. And I really enjoyed it because I just had to walk for 30 minutes. But I shouldn't be talking because I just walk for 30 minutes on the treadmill every day. But I once I have the baby and I'm all cleared to start exercising again, I'd love to start running again. And I was mm-hmm. thinking it'd be really fun to do couch to 5K because it's been a while since I've ran yeah. and been a while since I've done a 5K. Well, I just really I want to push myself and do something that I've wanted to do for a long time and get good at it. Well, and I think when we were having the conversation, it was, you were kind of living under those lies of, mm-hmm. I'm not a runner. I'm not good at running. I can't run. And I just wanted to encourage you. If you tell yourself that, right, you're going to believe that mm-hmm. and you're going to live under You're going to live out of that. And that's how you're going to operate. Mm-hmm. But Hey, maybe you're not going to be a marathoner. Maybe you're not going to win the Boston marathon. Maybe you're not going to go, you know, sign up for these strenuous races or something, Mm -hmm. but don't tell yourself I'm not a runner because anyone who runs technically is a runner. Yeah. Well, because one thing I do is do obstacle course racing. And a lot of times we walk those Mm -hmm. and I would like to be able to run one. Mm -hmm. So the the race that I'm going to be coming up here in the fall, hopefully if everything comes back to normal, 
uh, it's a 5K. So I'd like to yeah, so, run that, so that without it be, messing up my knee. So, so 5K and obstacles, mm-hmm. is that what it is? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, more, that's more doable than something like 10 miles with right. obstacles. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about parenting in the midst of a pandemic. Words that I never thought would be coming out of my mouth. And yes, it's still very surreal how life is just so quiet and everything is canceled. It's just still so weird that the only people that we see, you and I, basically, you see a few workers at a few stores when you occasionally go out. And me, I see the (laughs) pediatrician and the pediatrician and the nurses and my OB. And that is the extent of our social interaction right now. But I think it's when you have children, I was talking with some moms who have young children and I feel like that's hard because their little kids can't understand. Mm -hmm. Why aren't they spending time with their friends? Why aren't they doing their usual thing? Why aren't they having their usual normal routine? Mm -hmm. And it's upsetting for them. And so that's hard. And so I think we're going to speak more to kids who are a little bit older because that's the season of life that we're in. We'll soon, we're soon going to be yeah, in the toddler we'll season again. <laughs> but for now, I want to speak to families who have kids who are a little bit older, who you can actually talk with and process this with, and just share what we have been doing with our children and some things that are working. I think the biggest thing is, you know, just remembering that every child is different and you know your kids. And so what we're going to share, just, I want to put that caveat that, We're not saying this is the five-step plan to success in parenting in a pandemic, but just some things that have been working well for our three kids. And they're 15, almost 13 and 11, two girls and a boy. First off, I think one of the most important things is to not dismiss your kids' feelings. It's easy for us to think that, well, you just need to buck it up and you need to have an mm-hmm. attitude of gratitude. Like I was talking about with reading that book, The Librarian of Auschwitz. Like my perspective is I tend to always look at the very positive parts of everything. I see the blessings and the gifts and that's what I focus on. But it's going to hurt my kids if I'm just expecting that from Mm -hmm. them. If I'm just expecting change your attitude, snap out of it and not allowing them to feel whatever it is that they're feeling in the middle of this. Right. Because what's that doing is, is teaching them to shove it under the rug and not own their own feelings. And I think sometimes it's easy to feel like there are good feelings and bad feelings, Mm -hmm. but really feelings are not right or wrong. And no one can tell you how you feel or don't feel, but it's how you choose to act Mm -hmm. on those feelings and what you do with those feelings. That's what matters. And so letting our kids have space to just really put it all out there, whether that's, you know, feeling sad, feeling lonely, feeling frustrated. I know one of our kids, especially with changing to virtual school, that's been a challenge for them and letting them express their feelings of that. And for another child, it's been really hard for them to not be with their friends and not spend time with their friends. And that's been a challenge. And so letting them express that and then just giving them the space to talk about whatever it is that they're feeling and not 
dismissing it. Secondly, this goes right along with that. Don't preach sermons. So it's easy if your kids come to you and they're like, oh, I'm just so frustrated because this virtual school thing is so much harder and I'm having trouble getting the concepts and I just wish we could be in the classroom and I could talk to my teacher face-to-face and that would make it so much easier. And it's easy for me to want to be like, go into sermon mode of stop complaining, change your attitude. This is the best that we've got right now. And to start kind of preaching to them about, don't you know how many kids would love to have an education and going off on this kind of rant about something. And again, what I'm doing with that is I'm basically squelching their feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm basically saying that doesn't matter that you feel like that. Let me tell you how you should feel. And yes, we want to teach valuable life lessons, but honestly, I feel like I think that so much more is caught than taught. Well, and honestly, with what you're saying is, yeah, we want to teach valuable lessons. This is a great opportunity to learn valuable lessons. I mean, you're learning to adapt. You're learning to take what you have and make the best of it. That's going to serve you well, no matter what situation you're in, whether it's a pandemic or not. That's a skill that you, that everybody needs to know and learn. And I think it's easy as parents, we want to kind of jump to that valuable life lesson and not take the time to sit with our child mm-hmm. and express empathy, mm-hmm. at least for me. that's I have to work on being compassionate and just listening and letting them, you know, if they come and say, I just am really missing my friends. Instead of just being like, well, be grateful that you have FaceTime and be grateful that you have Zoom and be grateful that you have friends saying, you know, talk to me more about that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel what exactly are you missing? What are some things that we could do to kind of help with that? And so asking them questions versus just kind of going into, mm-hmm. here's what you need to do. Like I'm giving you a solution. I'm fixing this for you because it's okay to be sad. It's okay to miss your friends. I miss my friends too. I miss social interaction. I know the other day when I went to the pediatrician's office and she was asking me, you know, just how are you doing with being pregnant and fostering? And um, I just kind of shared some things with her, kind of, you know, where I was at. And when I left, I was like, oh, that felt so good. And I thought it was just funny because it tells you how little social interaction I'm having with real face-to-face people if talking to the pediatrician was so life-giving to me. Mm-hmm. So trying to walk in our kids' shoes and You know, we can't fully do that, but we can try to understand what they're feeling and then ask them and allow them the space to be able to just share what they're feeling and then to understand that they are going to learn valuable life lessons. They're going to look back on this time period and there's so much that they're going to learn from it, but we don't have to automatically gravitate towards let's, you know, talk about the three life lessons you're going to learn from this. Let's, let's model for them Mm -hmm. how we are responding to this. Let's have the conversations with them. Let's ask good questions and kind of lead them to process things well, instead of just telling them, this is what you need to feel. This is what Mm -hmm. the fix is. This is what the solution is. So don't dismiss your kids' feelings. Don't preach sermons. Number three, don't stress yourself out trying to get it all right. And I've heard from so many moms 
who just are feeling really, really overwhelmed right now with all the new things that have been thrown at them, their kids being home full-time, no activities. And a lot of these moms are also working from home and trying to figure out how to do the virtual school or to Mm -hmm. do the school assignments that are given by the teachers. Or if the school didn't give any assignments, which some schools are doing, then what are you supposed to do? And feeling a lot of stress over that, of that their kids are missing out or feeling stressed because their kids are going to get behind or feeling stress of the tension between, you know, if they, if you're working full-time or part-time and then you need to be helping your kids and taking care of your kids. And it's a lot. I just want to remind you that there is no manual on how to parent well through COVID-19. We're all just doing the best that we can do. And we're going to make mistakes. We're never going to do it perfectly. And that's okay. And I know as a Christian, when I get in situations where it just feels really overwhelming, it's okay to just acknowledge this and give yourself grace and cry out to God for wisdom and direction for how to respond and love your kids well. And for me, this is a very daily thing. Pretty much every morning I pray over my day when I'm on the treadmill. And one of the things I pray for each of my kids, and I've just been praying for them to feel loved by me. That's been my prayer that they would just feel loved because I know that they aren't getting that time with their friends that is so life-giving to them and they aren't getting to do things and activities that they really enjoy. And so I just want to walk with them well and help them to feel loved and seen in this time. So don't stress yourself out and know that we're all in this together and it's going to be okay. And you know what? Your kids are going to look back and they're not going to probably remember the mistakes you made or the bad days. They're probably going to remember the fun things that you did or the special memories, or it'll probably be interesting things that you would never expect that they're going to remember from this time. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they're going to tell their kids and their grandkids someday. Next, do remember that you set the tone for your home. If you are stressed and irritable, it's going to trickle down to your kids. You set the tone of your home. And if you're stressed, if you're irritable, they're going to feel stressed and irritable and they're going to feel on edge. And then your whole home is going to just feel like this huge bubble of tension. So make sure you're, you're not spreading yourself too thin. I think that that's something that's really important. Like Jesse, you were talking about, you know, kind of setting these goals for yourself and going out running and I think it's important that we all are doing things that are filling up our tanks and that we're not just giving, 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 giving out. Because when your kids are home full time, all the time, schooling at home, like home is the center of everything, Mm -hmm. you are going to be doing a lot of extra giving and probably you're going to be needed a lot more. Your kids are going to have a lot of more questions for you. They're going to want to spend time with you and you can't just give and give and give and never replenish the supply. And so think about what are some things that would be life-giving to you and make sure that you take time for those. I know for me, it's just every morning getting on the treadmill and reading a few chapters of a book and trying to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep, which is a little complicated right now because of having a newborn who needs to be 
watched pretty much 24 seven, but we all figured out, like I talked about on another, another episode taking shifts. And so that I can get enough sleep instead of just being like, well, I got to do this myself. I got to power through, mm-hmm. but recognizing, no, I'm a better wife and mom and overall just person and much healthier when I ask for help and take the time that I need to pour it back into me, which is getting enough sleep. So you set the tone for your home. What do you need to do to make sure that you are not spreading yourself so thin that you're completely zapped and exhausted? And I know for you, Jesse, like one of the things we've talked about is you like to go out and just drive around. That's mm-hmm. something that's really life-giving to you. So just trying to make sure that you're doing that and you're just getting out of the house and it's just driving around. Sometimes you and I have just gone out and we've just brought the baby and just driven around because he is great being in his car seat and just kind of like a little date of just in the car, just driving around. And we've done that with the kids too, just getting out of the house and either going on a walk or just getting in the car and just going and driving. Another thing that's been really helpful for us is to relax some of our usual standards and rules. And I know that some people are not going to agree with this, but we've been allowing a lot more sleeping in. We've been allowing a lot more PJ wearing like Silas. He loves to wear his PJs. He is so excited that he's not having to wear his school uniform. And I basically told him, you know what? If you take a bath every morning and you put on clean PJs, you can wear whatever you want. So long as you're clean and your clothes are clean. And he's come up. And with sometimes some, that's pushing it too. He's come up with some <laughs> interesting combinations, but he is living his best life, his best PJ <laughs> life, let's just say. And we also, I feel like we've been allowing more screen time than we usually do. We did say no screens before 1 p.m., but after 1 p.m., so long as you have your chores done and you have your school done, we're pretty lax about mm-hmm. that. And then we've been allowing a lot more junk food eating. <laughs> let's just face it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, working on that COVID-15. COVID-19, maybe. Yeah, maybe 19 too. <laughs> And, you know, I just think that it's okay to just kind of be chill because think of all the things that have been taken away. And so to allow yourself just some grace to enjoy some things and kind of treat it like it would be vacation or spring break or something, even though they still have to do their school and their chores. And so that's been, I feel like the kids that has helped them to be just enjoy the time more because more relaxed. We've just been pretty chill about things and we've eaten more junk food, which (laughs) makes everybody happy. (laughs) Finally, look for the humor in everything. I feel like laughter has been such a gift in our home these last four or five weeks, however many weeks it's been. We've laughed a lot as a family. You guys have goofed off. You have goofed off with the kids I mean, I I think because Silas, especially as a boy, needing that kind of interaction of Mm -hmm. wrestling. Yes. (laughs) And so there's been a lot of that going on. You chasing him around the house and you guys kind of doing what boys do. And that's just you've just had fun. They the other day decided that they were going to have I don't know exactly. Was it a, a skating rink in our 
Oh, oh no, it was a tre- they were going to make a treadmill, quote unquote, in our that kitchen. That was Caitlin. That was Caitlin. A treadmill in our kitchen. And so they <laughs> put down soap on the kitchen floor. Don't try this at home. <laughs> and then they hung onto the counter and like pretended like they were running on, the running treadmill. on a treadmill, mm-hmm. which is probably not safe, but no. yes, relax our standards, right? And um, then it ended up that pretty soon it was the whole kitchen floor and they were falling and tripping one another and the floor got clean. They yeah. cleaned, they cleaned it all up. Our floor was very clean and they had a blast and they were laughing so hard. And then the other day they were all playing with a big box. We had gotten a new car seat and they were all playing with the box and the three of them, 15, 13, 11 year old, 15, almost 13, almost 11 year olds still love playing with boxes. And they, it's just been fun to see them playing together and just having fun and I think relaxing our standards some and letting them be loud and just, yeah. <laughs> you know, really recognizing that they have a lot of energy that they need to get out. And so I can't expect them to be super quiet and chill and just sit there and do their school perfectly. Like they need to get out some of that extra energy that usually would in school and sports, they'd be getting that out. And we've also laughed a lot at all the funny memes because. And there's a lot of them. The meme game is strong right now and and we like to share them. We have a family group text and we will share them there or just um, take our phone around and show it. You know, it's just fun to get to share something funny and then just laugh. So looking for the humor, finding the funny and just recognizing how much laughter can be such good medicine And it also, I feel like, brings us together, too. Mm -hmm. So those are some things that have been very helpful to us. I hope that this encourages you. And we'd love to hear from you. How are you doing in the middle of this, especially when it comes to parenting? How has it been? What have you learned? And what is working in your home? send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I hope you have a great May and we will see you sometime, hopefully in the middle of May with the birth story. And otherwise we'll be back in June with another podcast episode. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 